You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Inspired. Sharing your journey. Okay, we're back live again with Jack and Doreen Canelli, your hosts for today's installment of uh, Real Presence Live. And before we go into our next segment, I just want to make a, a, a Beth uh, who who called in was on the road at the time, and we just want to let her know that uh, she can listen to the podcast again to hear the references that were were made for various sources for information. Since she's, uh, and she can also call to, into the national programs like Call to Communion at one p.m. and Catholic Answers at five to seven p.m. Uh, Central Time. These are wonderful sources for information and places to uh, get answers to your questions and all. Also, uh, I know Catholic Answers has a very extensive website with all sorts of Q and A, uh, uh, you know, covering questions about purgatory or even the proofs of God that uh, Anne had uh, uh, called in with. And so, uh, you know, you don't have to limit yourselves to uh, getting information while we're on the air. There are other times and other programs that you can listen to. Well, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Uh, you may have heard a different music, Ben. Uh, coming out of the break rather than our regular Real Presence live music. That's because this morning we're introducing another one of our four brand new segments with Real Presence Live going five days a week. We're all on a spiritual journey, one that probably has many ups and downs, hills and valleys. Each journey is unique. But one thing that is true of all of our journeys is that we have a story to share. It's a story of the Lord's goodness and how though we may face many struggles and suffer along the way, he has promised to remain with us always, providing everything we need to continue forward on our path to holiness. What we want to do with this new segment called Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, is, like the name suggests, share your story. Each week, we'll invite listeners like you to share journeys of faith, providing inspirational and uplifting stories that offer hope. We'd like to welcome in Rich and Mary Helen Olson, now from the Diocese of Rapid City, for our very first Inspired Sharing Your Journey segment. Good morning, Rich and Mary Helen. Good morning. morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Sure. um, Good morning, everybody. My name is Mary Helen, and I am married to Rich, as you probably have guessed. We... um, both of us are originally from Texas, and I'll let Rich tell his story um, in a minute. I was actually born in Monterey, Mexico, and was adopted um, by a family in Texas. Um, and my mom and dad are just phenomenal folks. They both passed, but Texas was my home. We were I was an only child, and I grew up in the Catholic Church, went to Catholic school, and really expected to live my life in Houston, Texas. But, of course, I met Rich at Texas A&M who was going to be a pilot in the Air Force, and that sort of changed the trajectory of our of our plans. And so uh, we went off to Texas, we went off to the Air Force, and that was not kind of what I expected. I might have missed small print on that was going to take me away from my mother. 
Um, but here we are now, uh, settled in South Dakota. Uh, I work for the Catholic school system here. I've been a teacher in this district for many, many years. In this last four years, I've been the principal at the middle school. Well, thank you, Mary Helen. I have to mention, Mary Helen, that uh, uh, having been from Texas, you don't have much of a drawl left over, so you must have been here for some time. Well, if you put me back in that setting, uh, you would be surprised at how quickly all of that floats right back. But we've been up here in the Dakotas, and they've got a whole different way of saying things. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I knew a kid from Texas when I was in college, and we claimed he had to take English for a second language. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, um, okay, well, Rich, yes. I guess we'll address this next one for you. Well, actually, why don't you give us your background? I'm okay, so- okay, I will do that. Uh, I'll just say, if you put my wife and my sister uh, back t- together, that the uh, Texas drawl comes right back out, so uh, <laughs> it's not completely gone. Um, anyway, yeah, I, uh, I started out uh, as a military brat. I've really been associated with the Air Force all of my life. My, my dad was... Uh, uh, going through uh, pilot training back when I was born in, in Mississippi, and we traveled pretty much all over the world, uh, living in uh, uh, Germany and then all across the United States. And uh, I grew up as a as a Presbyterian. That was my my parents' faith. And uh, in the military, uh, it, being of a specific Protestant faith, sometimes it's a little tough because every military chapel is going to have a different. Uh, kind of faith represented there. But anyway, um, you know, so that was uh, an experience of learning how to kind of find find Jesus, you know, wherever he plants you. Uh, anyway, so we, you know, came back to Texas. I went to Texas A&M, uh, fortunately, uh, for that, so I could meet Mary Helen. And we got married, and then uh, uh, I was commissioned, and, and I became a pilot, too. So that was, and that was what led us eventually to, to South Dakota, because I was a bomber pilot flying B-52s. And then came to the B-1 bomber, which is a state assigned here at Ellsworth in Rapid City. Uh, we came here first time in uh, 1987 and joined the Cathedral Parish and just had a wonderful experience. We've been members of the Cathedral Parish ever since. Um, so I've, I've went moved, moved back and forth, but finished my Air Force career here in South Dakota. And I still work for the... Uh, Worked for the military after I've retired as a uh, contractor supporting training out at the base. And, you know, we'll talk about it a little further, but, you know, one of the things that, that has happened to me now in the last uh, last three years is that uh, I've begun discerning uh, to become a perm- uh, to join the permanent diaconate, to become a deacon, and I'm uh, completing my, my second year of candidacy, and God willing, uh, uh, will be... Uh, able to be ordained uh, in 2020. So that's kind of where I've been and where, where I am now. Okay, great. Well, with your Air Force background, we're certainly uh, uh, sticking with our military theme with uh, <laughs> Valerie Ritland earlier with her sons in the Navy and the Army. Oh. It looks like all we're missing are the Marines or the Coast Guard, <laughs> but maybe somebody will call in later. There we go, there we go. Well, and, and how beautiful the connection again to a life of service in the military to a life of service in the church as you explore um, your call to the permanent diaconate. Thank you. Yeah, I bet you're finding that's quite a commitment because I know here they it, it's 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 quite a long uh, process that they have to go to, and the uh, the the educational aspects are pretty rigorous. Yeah, but we I think we have a, a great great process here in our diocese. Uh, 
it was uh, just we're actually the, the first of a kind of a new process that probably is a little uh, that has a, uh, a weekends commitment. So we go every every month for a weekend, uh, and so that's been a little bit of a change. Uh, but I think it's been really good. It's been very fruitful. There's uh, four men, and uh, with and we're all married. Uh, they're going through the process, and I think you know. It, for the four of us, I think, or really the eight of us, it's been just a great connection, a great uh, growth in, in each of us in our spirituality. I know our uh, our prayer lives have certainly grown, and I think just the the, the sense of, of service that certainly uh, deacons have a special calling to, I believe, uh, I think has is, is really been evident in, in all of us. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you have? Some? I just had a comment. You alluded to the four men, and then you said the eight of us. For our listeners who might not be familiar with the deacon formation program, the wives go through the the, the program as well to a, to a great extent. Go ahead, Doreen. Yeah, and that's so beautiful because it's important for couples to grow together in their faith and their knowledge. Um, Rich, you said that you were raised um, in the Presbyterian Church. Could you just share with us a little bit about your journey into the Catholic? church and and then um, within the Catholic Church how your faith has grown deeper through your and if that's connected at all with the military how how what that connection is sure um, well I, you know it, it was interesting as I, you know we, as we talk about hospitality I think college uh, is where uh, you know that, that hospitality Catholic hospitality really presented itself because I like many people like many young people that go to college I, I wasn't I just didn't go to church. I didn't particularly reject anything. I just kind of like, oh, you know, I can sleep in on Sundays because no one is telling me to go anywhere. But I had good Catholic friends that invited me to go to Mass. And, you know, and, and of course, as a non-Catholic, sometimes it can be a little daunting when you're trying to figure out, okay, what part of the Missal are we in and what's, mm-hmm. what's, what prayer are we doing? But there certainly is, you know, a, a beauty, as we all, as I think, you know, all of us Catholics have experienced in, in the Mass. And that really led me to then when I met Mary Helen that uh, she was pretty adamant, you know, she is adamant I, that, uh, you know, hey, if you want to see me on Sundays, I'm going to be at Mass. And in <laughs> fact, I she was teaching a uh, second grade CCD class, so I also got to experience uh, uh, the CCD process along with uh, enjoying the Mass. And, and then I was knowing that I wanted our family to be of one faith. Once we decided that we were going to get married, I said, well, I, I really need to join the Catholic Church because this is where I know I'm called to be. And so uh, before we were married, I was able to go through the RCIA process and uh, became a Catholic in April of uh, 1979. And, you know, and the great thing there is that from then on, you know, as a Catholic and, and really knowing that you must attend Mass every Sunday, that, you know, that broke me out of that, like, well, on well, Sunday I can sleep in, if I, especially if I weren't home, because you do wind up traveling a lot in the military. But to go and to visit uh, parishes wherever you are and just experience the, the different hospitality, the different charism that, you know, each parish really has, it's been really wonderful. And then to experience the, the, the hospitality of the different military, uh, the, the parishes on each base, and, and to experience the, the real sacrificial love that our, our pastors have throughout all of that, all these different bases. When I was assigned to the Pentagon, we had retired Dominican priests that came every day to uh, say Mass with us in the Pentagon, which I think is you know, something a lot of people don't expect. But yet we had, we had Mass every day at the Pentagon and, and three times on Holy Days of Obligation. So it was a, 
a wonderful way to kind of, you know, to, to know that we were going to have a chance to be with the Lord every day in, in what was otherwise a very intense work environment. Oh, that's yes. beautiful. Can you can you give a specific example of the hospitality? Well, that you, you say, oh, wait a minute. Before, before I, I think I want to remind our people, uh, our, our <laughs> listeners, and thank them for tuning in to Real Presence Live again. And, uh, you know, uh, your hosts are Jack and Doreen Kennelly, and I want to identify our guests again, who are uh, Rich and Mary Helen uh, Olson from the Diocese of Rapid City. And we're talking about... Well, actually, the, the the main theme is the hospitality, and we're going to get there over the, uh, you know, <laughs> you know. And so I think that was the lead-in that Doreen was going to give you right there. And I, I've got a particular interest, or well, Doreen and I do, because our parish has just uh, formed a hospitality committee, and uh, so they're kind of looking at different ways to uh, to. Uh, um, be hospitable. Be hospitable. Yes, thank you. My my vocabulary failed me. I'm not I'm not David Anders, whose vocabulary never, never fails, fails him. So anyway, I'm sorry I had to interrupt there, but go ahead, Dreen. Why don't you finish your your question? Oh, that was my question. Just um, I'm just interested in the specific examples of the way various parishes um, extended hospitality um, to you. I have a friend who was a teacher on a military base, and she said. Um, Military children are are great at welcoming, yeah. and they are also they also have an easy time of mm-hmm. saying goodbye to people. Yeah. But yeah. I think that yeah. welcoming is what we're yeah. talking. And about And I today. think we'll direct yeah. the question to Mary first. Okay. You two can tag team. Yeah, the the moving was very easy for him. It's what he did for his oh, life. And sure. So, are you hearing Mary? But for me, yes. it was agonizing. I, um, you know, the first time we left home, we went to a place called Enid, Oklahoma, and I was absolutely mortified because it was not a million plus people like Houston, Texas, and my wonderful, sweet pilot husband was gone 12, 13 hours a day. I never saw him. We had one car, and there I was, stuck in our little apartment, missing my mother, missing my wonderful job I'd left. And so I was just so sad. And I remember, you know, that first Sunday, um, I didn't know anything about military life. And I said, Rich, let's just go to the church in town. Well, what a gift that was, this little community, this church in Enid, Oklahoma, and those people just, I, I, I don't know if they embraced us physically, but they did spiritually. Mm. And they brought us in, and it was the smiles, and it was the questions. And it was like, hey, you want to come over to our house for dinner? And we know you're a young, you know, family, and you're away from home. And it just, they just kept reaching out. And I think in many ways it was that continual every day, um, every week, someone noticed us. And someone spoke to us. And it wasn't just the people greeting us at the door. It was those people in the pews who would, would smile, make a point to speak to us. And finally someone said, you know, we really could use your help. Would you consider teaching, you know, Sunday school or, you know, CCD? And it just was an invitation. And, you know, they had no idea, perhaps, how deeply that helped heal my homesick soul. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't built for the military. Richard will even tell you that. Each move, I'm like, oh, I'm going to leave a friend behind. Our kids mm-hmm. had an easier time than mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, i got to move again. i got to mm-hmm. take down that picture from the wall. But the church was, for me, that constant, because I knew if I'm going to leave Unit, Oklahoma, and go to Arkansas, there'll be another Catholic church. And there'll be, you know, all of a sudden, that sense of body of Christ became very real for me. 
And I knew that even as I suffered moving from one place, there'd be another set of people. And then we became part of military parishes, as Rich said, different kind of charism from a parish in town. Mm-hmm. But each place for me, that was what sustained our military life for me, was knowing that each place would have a church that I could be part of. Um, and, you know, invariably you walk in somewhere and you'll go, you know, I, I could help. People just, they snap on that. So it was also mm-hmm. part of, you know, I kind of put myself out there, but people always responded. And, um, you know, so anyway, that was my experience of church. So they recognized that you were new, and then they invited you in. So they yeah. invited you mm-hmm. in to serve, actually, which is yeah. which is very beautiful. And isn't it also a consolation? We've had the great blessing to be able to travel to lots of different places in the world, but to me, there's such a comfort and there's a feeling of being at home no matter where you go because the liturgy is the liturgy is the liturgy. The whole Absolutely. sacrifice of the Mass is the same For everywhere, ever. and we fit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Though, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I would imagine something has to do with a little bit of ho- Southern hospitality, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, Rich and, and Mary Helen, I, uh, thank you for taking your time to be with us today. I wish we had a little more time to talk about hospitality and your experience of it. And uh, But uh, up next, I have to announce, uh, uh, up next is uh, it's time to take the 10-minute tour around our area with local events. And later in the show, we'll, we will hear about a fun camp for the whole family in the Duluth area. So more on Real Presence Live with uh, Jack and Doreen Canelli, And again, Rich and Mary Helen, thank you for your time. I wish we could have had a few yeah. more minutes Here's to go. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. Thank also. you. God bless you. Thanks God bless for, you. for your God ministry. Bless you.